Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. This is the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. Uh, I'm Brad Constantine, and this discussion will be 1 Nephi chapter 14. This chapter uh, is the last chapter of the vision that Nephi has been seeing. And again, as I mentioned before, um, if he's seeing exactly what Lehi saw, this is quite a, an extensive vision, quite a panoramic view of, of things to come. All right, let's get started in chapter 1, verse 1, I mean chapter 14, verse 1. And it shall come to pass that if the Gentiles shall hearken unto the Lamb of God in that day, that he shall manifest himself unto them in word and also in power and very deed, unto the taking away of their stumbling blocks. Oftentimes in the scripture when they mention in that day, they're always talking about, or they're often talking about the last days. So this is about our time. Verse 2, And harden not their hearts against the Lamb of God, they shall be numbered among the seed of thy father, yea, they shall be numbered among the house of Israel, and they shall be a blessed people upon the promised land forever. They shall be no more brought down into captivity, and the house of Israel shall no more be confounded. And that great pit which hath been digged for them by that great and abominable church, which was founded by the devil and his children, that he might lead away the souls of men down to hell. Yea, that great pit which hath been digged for the destruction of men shall be filled by those who digged it, unto their utter destruction, saith the Lamb of God, not the destruction of the soul. This refers to the spirit of man which was not created, nor can be destroyed, save it be the casting of it into that hell which hath no end. Both paradise and hell have an end in the resurrection. Hell is the gateway to the celestial kingdom. It is endless in the sense that those who experience it are subject to the punishment of God, whose name is endless. An endless hell, meaning literally a never-ending torment, is reserved exclusively for the sons of perdition, those who inherit outer darkness in and after the resurrection. Verse 4, For behold, this is according to the captivity of the devil, and also according to the justice of God upon all those who shall work wickedness and abomination before him. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, Nephi, saying, Thou hast beheld that if the Gentiles repent, it shall be well with them. And thou also knowest concerning the covenants of the Lord unto the house of Israel. And thou also hast heard that whoso repenteth not must perish. Therefore, woe be unto the Gentiles, if it so be that they harden their hearts against the Lamb of God. For the time cometh, saith the Lamb of God, that I will work a great and a marvelous work among the children of men, a work which shall be everlasting, either on the one hand or on the other, either to the convincing of them unto peace and life eternal, or unto the deliverance of them to the hardness of their hearts and the blindness of their minds, unto their being brought down into captivity, and also into destruction, both temporally and spiritually, according to the captivity of the devil, of which I have spoken. Verse 8, And it came to pass that when the angel had spoken these words, he said unto me, Rememberest thou the covenants of the Father unto the house of Israel? And I, I said unto him, Yea. And it came to pass that he said unto me, Look, and behold, that great and, and abominable church, which is the mother of abominations, whose founder is the devil. And he said unto me, Behold thou 
there are saved two churches only. The one is the church of the Lamb of God, and the other is the church of the devil, or the world. Wherefore, whoso belongeth not to the church of the Lamb of God, belongeth to that great church, which is the mother of abominations, and she is the whore of all the earth. Nephi had already used the expression great and abominable church in reference to a specific organization identified in his historical time as being more destructive and wicked than all other churches of its day. He used that same expression now in a broader or more general sense. In the context of his vision, the church of, or kingdom of God had again been established on the earth with the establishment of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints and the restoration of priesthood and its keys, there was once again an organization on earth with the authority to preach the gospel and administer in the ordinances thereof. It is by divine testimony the only true and living church upon the face of the whole earth, salvation being found in none other. Verse 11, And it came to pass that I looked and beheld the whore of all the earth, and she sat upon many waters. Waters in this context means people. And she had dominion over all the earth among all nations, kindreds, tongues, and people. And it came to pass that I beheld the church of the Lamb of God, and its members, and its numbers were few. Even though our numbers may be as much as hundreds of millions, it will be relatively small in comparison to the rest of the world. Because of the wickedness and abominations of the whore who sat upon many waters, among many people, nevertheless I beheld that the church of the Lamb, who were the saints of God, were also upon all the face of the earth. We will have congregations throughout the entire earth. And their dominions upon the face of the earth were small because of the wickedness of the great whore whom I saw. And it came to pass that I beheld that the great mother of abominations did gather together multitudes upon the face of all the earth among all the nations of the Gentiles to fight against the Lamb of God. Our persecutions and difficulties have scarcely begun, says Ellen McConkie. We saw mobbings and murders and martyrdom as the foundation of the work were laid in the United States. These same things, with greater intensity, shall yet fall upon the faithful in all nations. And it came to pass that I, Nephi, beheld the power of the Lamb of God, that it descended upon the saints of the Church of the Lamb, and upon the covenant people of the Lord, who were scattered upon all the face of the earth. This means not gathered necessarily to Zion in America. And they were armed with righteousness. We are not armed with it now, are we? Far from it. We are armed with acquisitiveness and with great managerial skill and things like that. That is not known as righteousness. That was over uh, nibbly. And with the power of God in great glory. We shall go forward according to the divine timetable, a timetable under which the Lord will prepare the way for us to teach the gospel in one nation after another as rapidly as our strength and means are sufficient for us to do the work. Nephi foresaw that we shall establish congregations of the saints in all nations and among all people and kindreds before the promised unity of the faith. Before the millennial era, before the time when Christ shall reign personally upon the earth, the elect of God among every kindred, the saints who speak every tongue, the converts among all peoples and nations, having first believed the restored gospel, will go to the temples of God and receive the ordinances of salvation, whereby they qualify to become kings and priests. And truly did Joseph Smith prophesy, the standard of truth has been erected. No unhallowed hand can stop the work from progressing. Persecutions may rage, mobs may combine, armies may assemble, calumny may defame. But the truth of God will go forth boldly, nobly, and independent, till it has penetrated every continent, visited every clime, swept every country, and sounded in every ear, till the purposes of God shall be accomplished, and the great Jehovah shall say the work is done. 
Verse 15, And it came to pass that I beheld that the wrath of God was poured out upon that great and abominable church, insomuch that there were wars and rumors of wars among all the nations and kindreds of the earth. And as there began to be wars and rumors of wars among all the nations which belonged to the mother of abominations, the angel spake unto me, saying, Behold, the wrath of God is upon the mother of harlots, and behold, thou seest all these things. And when the day cometh that the wrath of God is poured out upon the mother of harlots, which is the great and abominable church of all the earth, whose founder is the devil, then at that day the work of the Father shall commence in preparing the way for the fulfilling of his covenants, which he hath made to his people who are of the house of Israel. This is happening in our day. And it came to pass that the angel spake unto me, saying, Look. And I looked, and beheld a man, and he was dressed in a white robe. And the angel said unto me, Behold, one of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. Behold, he shall see and write the remainder of these things, yea, and also many things which have been. And he shall also write concerning the end of the world. Wherefore, the things which he shall write are just and true. And behold, they are written in the book which thou beheld proceeding out of the mouth of the Jew. And at the time they proceeded out of the mouth of the Jew, or at the time the book proceeded out of the mouth of the Jew, the things which were written were plain and pure and most precious. We have over, over 8,000 manuscripts of the New Testament, no two of them alike, and the oldest one is one is from the 3rd century. But all of our documents are copies of copies of copies. Nearly all of them come from the 8th and 9th centuries. That's from Brother Nibley. And easy to the understanding of all men. Joseph Smith said that the book of Revelation is one of the plainest books God ever caused to be written. And behold, the things which this apostle of the Lamb shall write are many things which thou hast seen. And behold, the remainder shalt thou see. Nephi gets to see the rest of John's vision, but it's forbidden to write about it. Verse 25, But the things which thou shalt see hereafter thou shalt not write. For the Lord God hath ordained the apostle of the Lamb of God that he should write them. And also others who have been, like the brother of Jared, Adam, Enoch, Noah, Moses, Abraham, Joseph Smith, and others, to them hath he shown all things, and they have written them, and they are sealed up to come forth in their purity. Now the only way you can preserve a document in its purity is to bury it, because as soon as you start copying, you start making mistakes. It always happens. You never have a pure document as long as it's in the hands of men. That was Brother Nibley. According to the truth which is in the Lamb, in the own due time of the Lord unto the house of Israel. 27. And I, Nephi, heard and bear record that the name of the apostle of the Lamb was John, according to the record, according to the word of the angel. And behold, I, Nephi, am forbidden that I should write the remainder of the things which I saw and heard. Wherefore, the things which I have written sufficeth me, and I have written but a small part of the things which I saw. He will still write the remainder of his vision, but he will hide it in his writings. Verse 29, And I bear record that I saw the things which my father saw, and the angel of the Lord did make them known unto me. And now I make an end of speaking concerning the things which I saw while I was carried away in the Spirit. And if all things which I saw are not written, the things which I have written are true. And thus it is. Amen. So I think it's interesting to uh, contemplate that uh, some of the things that he saw wasn't able to write, that John wrote them. It would be interesting to know what Nephi saw. Maybe if we saw the same vision, uh, and then we could know. As Joseph Smith said, that any vision that he had could be had by anybody as long as uh, they're worthy and as long as it's the will of the Lord. So maybe there are others who have also seen uh, these visions that Lehi and Nephi have seen. I bear testimony of the truth of the Book of Mormon and uh, know that these things we've talked about are true. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. If you like this podcast, share and like. See you next time. Bye.